Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram. Sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. Sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me, I am really glad for that. Sitting here thinking about how grateful I am that I have no desire to drink today. I always love when people are annoyed by gratitude. It's so interesting. The part of me that I am trying to destroy daily by <clears throat> chiseling away hates gratitude. <laughs> the part of me that has to go does not like gratitude, thinks it's cheesy, thinks it's stupid thinks that you know all kinds of cynical jaded kind of stuff and I know that it's not about saying that you're grateful that doesn't mean shit you can say it too there's nothing wrong with saying it In and of itself, it's not the answer, as is, in my opinion, nothing but the um, unblocking yourself from a higher power somehow. But it helps. It doesn't hurt. Do these things therapeutically sometimes over the years. Still sometimes. It's really called a gratitude wheel. And it's... I've talked about it on here before. You go around with a group of people and one person says one thing for which they're grateful. The reactions to that are... sometimes amazing. The rejection of that. The notion that you should 
actually speak out loud things that you're grateful for. It actually has a lot of power. If I say that life sucks, that has power. If I say that I should be afraid of stuff, that has power. If I say that I am tripping out about the future, or I'm tripping out, tripping out about tomorrow or something that's going to happen, that has power. That has a lot of power. I have noticed in my life. When I say it's going to be good, that has power too. When I say I'm grateful, that has power too. I say, I mean, I always have access to enough information where I can convince myself that life is terrible. Everybody does. But I also have access to more than enough information right now, right this second to cause me to see that I should be grateful. So I'm grateful I have no desire to drink. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. My friend texted me, said, you really make that sound really good. I should go buy it. Yeah. What are you, psycho? Yeah, go get it. If you can get it, go get it. Why wouldn't you? Are you psychotic? To pass this up? I'm going to have a sip right now. We'll all wait. We'll all wait for you to go get your celebratory beverage. We'll all wait for you. Don't worry. Some of us are running. Some of us are driving. Some of us are sitting here looking out the window. Some of us are curled up in a ball. Some of us are having tea. Some of us are trying to do a bunch of stuff at once. We'll wait. We'll all just stop what we're doing and wait for you. Go ahead. So you can be part of the celebration. <clears throat> I want to read an email that I got. I love when you email me. Email me, sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. I'm going to read this. Good morning. I'm writing to see. I'm writing to you to see if you can email me. <clears throat> Let me try that again. <laughs> good morning. Words. Good with. Done. What? Good morning. I'm writing to you to see if you can email me the handouts from the workshop you mentioned in episode 128 of your podcast. Done. I started listening to your podcast in early January of 2022 and it has really changed the direction of my sobriety for the better. Funny thing, I began listening to your podcast driving on my way to Mexico to get transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, for anxiety that was recommended I'm a therapist. I decided to get the treatment against the suggestion of my sponsor, who told me not to get the treatment, that instead I should focus on working the steps. Unfortunately, my sponsor was not able to convey that my issues with anxiety was due to my selfishness and self-centeredness. 
In your early episodes, you mentioned that you personally did not believe social anxiety, for which years I claimed I had that condition. I received the TMS treatment for a week, twice a day, and I would listen to your podcast every day on my way to the treatment. And I regretted starting the TMS treatment, which did not relieve my anxiety. It was with the help of your podcast and listening to Bob Darrell's recorded talks that I finally came to the conclusion that I had to have a second surrender to a God of my understanding because no human power could relieve my alcoholism. It's also true that no human power could relieve me from my fears and anxieties and other isms. Listening to your podcast on a regular basis, daily third step, St. Francis, prayer, and meditation have really made a difference in my sobriety. I'm currently a secretary for a Joe and Charlie Big Book workshop. I would like to do... I would like to look into changing my meeting to focus on what you talk about in your podcast and would like the handouts to see if they are helpful in this change. Truly grateful, Miguel. Well, well Miguel and I have emailed one another back and forth and uh, got the handouts and hope they help. And if anybody wants them, email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. not a spokesperson for Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm sharing my experience, strength, and hope as best I can. And um, that's it. So, anyways. I want to just talk a little bit about unsolicited advice why it is to me self-centered first thing I think about is I noticed a long time ago that I hate receiving unsolicited advice I hate it Noticed that a long time ago. Somebody would give me unsolicited advice. I would, you know what I mean, go into my shell. Then I was thinking, I don't know anybody who responds differently to unsolicited advice than that. I've seen a lot of people receive unsolicited advice, and I see their face, and I see their body language. And people hate it. Never seen anybody open up when they're receiving unsolicited advice. Oh, tell me more. You know, <laughs> put their elbows on the table and rest their face on their interlaced fingers. Tell me more, please. No. So that's the first thing I think about when I think about unsolicited advice. People are very polite about it, usually. I've almost never seen somebody reject unsolicited advice overtly. Usually it's 
there's a lot of nodding and totally and yeah, but inwardly, if you're paying close attention, I think people hate it. I was thinking a little sober, a little longer. I'm thinking, I don't want to give anybody that experience. The biggest thing is it's playing God. And it's not really helpful. Why is it playing God? They didn't ask for my advice. I know, but I can hear, I can hear the voices. I know, but the thing is, is like, but they need to know. I mean, that's the thing though. They need to know. Like they don't know and they need to know. Like I'm the only person who's ever justified giving unsolicited advice. They need to, but the thing is they need to hear that though. Cause they didn't, they don't have that information. I do. So I have to tell them. It's different when I do it. I hate unsolicited advice too, but it's different when I give it. It's different because I'm smarter than people around. I'm smarter. I know things that people don't know. I know everything. So if you give me unsolicited advice, I don't want to hear it because I already know things and I already know what I need. But if I give unsolicited advice, it's different because I know what you need. I know what other people need. It's different when I do it because I'm smarter than people. It's different. People need my advice. I don't need their advice. People need mine. Do you realize that almost everyone feels that way? Almost everyone. In my experience feels just like what I said just now. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds when you say it out loud. I know very, very, very few people who do not give unsolicited advice. Almost no one. And I guess the biggest thing about all this is it says in step 10 in the big book that we have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. How can we be of maximum helpfulness to God and the people who are about us? And I have noticed that unsolicited advice doesn't help people. I don't think. I've noticed it in my own life. Maybe you disagree, but I am... I have come to that conclusion. It's a, it's a closed case. People don't like confrontation. They want to be liked. So a lot of times people will act, you know, polite as you're dispensing unsolicited advice. And sometimes they will follow your unsolicited advice for a time, but generally speaking, 
Some of those that want to do it, they won't do it. When you give out unsolicited advice, it just annoys them. But what is helpful is when you actually have someone's ears, when you've actually earned someone's ears. How do you know when you've earned someone someone's ears? Because they're, they ask you. They want your input. Then what you say can be very helpful. That takes patience, getting out of self, A lot of willpower to shut up when you see things with which you disagree. And pray for the right way to actually be useful. That's it. I'm out of here. I'll say hello to my friends in Canada. Congratulations to Chelsea. Just landed her dream job. Congratulations to Mackenzie for finishing up some of the incredible things in her schooling. worked so hard for so long and I'll say if anybody needs to hear it that everything is okay oh my god my agent's calling me my modeling agent's calling me reminding me to eat really healthy today because I have a um photo shoot today with a company called uh, Banana Hammock Gods <laughs> so I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving.